my friends, how are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition Podcast. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or on occasion, a sermon from another Well Sister Church. If you enjoy what you're hearing today, you might also enjoy our weekday devotions, which, if you subscribe to this podcast, you'll get daily in your favorite podcast app with no further effort. Additionally, you might consider sharing it with a friend. Each and every podcast has a share link in its description, which can be found in the same podcast app you're listening to right now. Let me know if you can't find it, or if you just want to say hello by emailing me at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Share God's Word, and share the light of the world. Today's sermon is titled, Jesus Shines Forth, and is based upon Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now let's join Pastor Zamzow for this week's sermon. In the name of Christ Jesus, who is the light of the world, amen. Aside from the Christ child himself, of whom even though we study the scriptures, we'll never really know enough about uh, as we study his, his dual nature and who he is and his ministry and all the promises in the Old Testament connected to him, aside from Jesus himself, the most intriguing characters in this entire Christmas story, if you will, in this epiphany story, are these three magi from the East. We have so many questions about them, whereas we don't really have questions about figures like Mary and Joseph. We know where where they were from, and we know how they knew what they knew. Angels appeared to them. They had the temple in Jerusalem. They had a tabernacle that they frequented. They had the Word of God that was with them. Joseph had a dream. We knew, we know how they knew, what they knew, were told in the Gospel, but these magi, we do not. How much did they know? And from whom did they learn it? Where were they from exactly? 
And while, we, while questions abound regarding the three wise men, on the surface, it might seem as though we don't know very much, but if we pay attention to the Gospel reading for today, we can learn quite a bit about them. And this morning again, we have the opportunity to rejoice with them as we once again gather around the Christ child, our Savior Jesus, who is the light of the world, the newborn King revealed by a star. And this newborn King Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, the true light of the world, shines forth to you and me still now today. For the Magi at least, God brought this glimmer of hope to them by a star. That's as much as we're told in Matthew's Gospel. The shining light amidst the darkness, which is actually kind of a fitting analogy for where they were. They're from the east. And our best guess is that they were from an area around modern-day Iraq or Iran. Possibly a city, one of the great cities of Mesopotamia, Nineveh or Babylon. Places that were awash in paganism awash in, in, in false belief and false religion and idol worship. And yet, here we find intrigue. How did they know? What clued them in to this star? Was it the prophecy left over from Daniel when God's people were there left over in exile? Was it a dream like they had seen in the end that warned them not to go back to Herod? Was it a vision? Was it a heavenly messenger? We could guess all day, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. They observed the heavens. They saw this star. And it wasn't just a constellation or a natural phenomenon. You know, uh, last night, as uh, I went outside and I was playing with my kids in the snow, and I looked up at the, st- uh, up at the sky, and even now, um, I think it's, it's out there, but at this time of year, the, the planet Venus rises up over over the world and one might think of that as kind of the epiphany star but it it wasn't the season of epiphany was chosen to coincide with that it had nothing to do we're not really sure exactly 100% sure when Jesus was born um that festival in the church year came in much later on my point is simply that it isn't a natural phenomenon it's not a natural constellation it's not a heavenly body that exists this star is completely unnatural the star itself was a miracle that was given from God. And only a few recognized it. Only a few knew what it meant that the Savior, the heir of David, the Son of God, somebody that is worship, uh, worthy of worship and gold and frankincense and myrrh, Only a few knew what it meant. And I say only a few because only a few came. These three wise men, as we call them. These three magi recognized what this was. Only they knew what it meant. And it's so interesting that apparently they know so much, but they know so little. They realize that this child is worthy of worship. They know that He's Almighty. They know that He's the light of the world. They know that that's His star shining forth 
for them. They know he's a king. But it's clear they don't know very much about his lowliness. They don't know much about his humility. Where do they show up? They don't go straight to Bethlehem looking for a destitute mother and child, a poor family of a, a, of a carpenter. They go to Jerusalem. They go to the capital city. They ask that question. Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? Completely natural question, right? If you go to Disneyland, who do you expect to see there? Mickey Mouse. If you go to Disneyland and you, and you ask where Mickey Mouse is, and nobody knows who Mickey Mouse is, you're going to stand there like, wait a minute, what's going on? That's the exact same thing that we have going on here. They know that this child was born king of the Jews, so they go to the capital city, they go to the palace, they ask, where is he? And everybody's scrambling around at the last minute. King Herod is like, wait, there's somebody that's the new king? What? And all Jerusalem is disturbed. All Jerusalem is disturbed right along with, with Herod. Can you imagine the shock of these magi who had just traveled hundreds of miles and brought priceless gifts, all at great danger, uh, at, at great expense and great danger to themselves. And they arrive in this place where there's supposed to be this newborn king and nobody seems to know anything about it. They had spent days and hundreds of miles in travel. They maybe had even sacrificed their own reputation in their homeland, among their friends and their family, as people thought these wise men foolish. You're going to go do what? You're following a what? They may have thought them ridiculous for undertaking such a Endeavor and trusting in something, nothing more than a star in the sky. But these magi, they spared no effort. They spared no trouble. They spared no expense, no danger to follow this star, knowing, confidently knowing, that at the end of it was shining forth the true light of the world. We know that they knew that much. And as we read this account again, as believers, as modern day Christians, what deep gratitude this should invoke in us, in the heart of the Christian. We have the fullness of God's revelation written in His Word. We have the assurance that Christ can be found in and amongst those who gather around His Word and in His name. We have the assurance that without question, Jesus comes to meet you here. He comes to meet you every single time we come up here at the altar and receive the true body and the true blood of Jesus. He's here with us. He's told us it's so. This is my body and this is my blood given and shed for you. And He's here. We know that He's here. We know that the Lord has promised to be wherever His Word is correctly preached and His sacraments are rightly administered. Jesus shines forth out into the world through these things. We need not guess. We need not travel thousands of miles. 
We may spend the money and the gas in our car to get here, but we don't have to give any costly treasures in order to walk through these doors. We don't need a marker in the sky flying above the church to point out where Jesus may be found. The Word of God tells us quite simply and quite plainly where He is to be found. Amongst His people. Around His Word. Around His sacrament. In the peaceful and quiet waters of baptism. And yet, even though we have all this information, the fullness of God's revelation revealed to us in Holy Scripture is not often our zeal to follow the light of the world far less than these magi who didn't even have the whole story. As sinners, how quickly we become bored or indifferent or cold towards that bright light of Christ Jesus shining out into the world. Yet here we are in church this morning. And you might say, Pastor, how can, how can you say that? Here I am, gathered around the light of the world, true enough. But if you're anything like me, as soon as we leave this place, the joy of that light quickly fades. As soon as we walk out of here, the zeal, the confidence, and the desire to hold that message of Christ up and to, to be a spokesperson for the light of that world quickly becomes uncomfortable. Sharing the Gospel message of Jesus that we might be the ones to shine forth with the Gospel message. That becomes an uncomfortable idea that the message of Jesus, the light of the world, might shine out from us personally. So we spare effort. We spare ourselves a little trouble or an uncomfortable conversation. We often don't want to be inconvenienced and certainly we don't want to be put in any kind of danger or feel any loss because of this message. How our gifts to our King often pale in comparison with that of the Magi. We wonder how much they knew and how little they knew. Consider those gifts that they brought. The gifts that they brought were fit for not just a king, but for a priest and for a sacrifice. They brought gold, a gift for a king. They brought frankincense. You know where that was burned? Frankincense was the, was the incense that was burned in the prayer. Maybe you might think of the, uh, uh, the song that we sing during the, the Vesper service. Let my prayer rise before you as incense. That's frankincense. That's the incense that they burned in the temple. And myrrh. Myrrh was a perfume that was used for only one thing. to freshen and to embalm a dead body. Kind of a strange gift for a little child, don't you think? We might marvel at the gifts that they brought. We might wonder at what they might imply. We might wonder at what they might have known from all those hundreds of miles away. 
We might marvel at the fact that when they get there, what the king that they expected to find is not there. They find no royalty, but they find a poor family. A young woman. A carpenter. And this little child. And yet, even this does not deter them. They don't say, this can't possibly be right. They don't turn up their nose. While we may only think of those three gifts that they brought, there's one more gift that they brought. There's one more sacrifice that they made. And it was the sacrifice of their own reason and their own intellect. By rights, they should have said, this can't be. We're looking for a king. We brought gifts for a king or for a priest. But they don't. They find Mary. They find Joseph. They find Christ Jesus shining forth as the light of the world up to Him from His little bed. Whatever that might have looked like. And they bow down and they worship Him. They worship Him. And they present their gifts. We can say this with confidence. We can say with confidence that that they sacrificed their intellect and their wisdom because without the revelation of the Holy Spirit, without any of this, they wouldn't have done this to begin with. They wouldn't have traveled all the hundreds of miles. We can say this with confidence because their motivation for doing what they did is the answer to our apathy oftentimes. Our apathy towards the Word, our coldness towards the Word, the temptation to turn up our nose at it, this is the answer to it. Our motivation for coming and worshiping and gathering around the Word and the sacraments is the same motivation that drove the Magi. It's the same thing that works in the hearts of all believers. The realization that Jesus is shining forth still to us Not in splendor, not from a palace, not with dazzling fire in the sky or thunder in the mountains or the shaking and sundering of the sea. Jesus shines forth not in the mighty things of this world, but just as He did in His time, in the time of the Magi, He does so humbly. He shines forth to us still in His Word right now. He shines forth in the quiet promise of your baptism that can never be taken from you. He shines forth whenever we gather here at the, at, and, and we meet Him with bread and wine at the altar. He shines forth into the words of the quiet. He shines forth into the world in the quiet words of forgiveness shared between friends. He shines forth into the world when a mother and a child sit down and talk through a devotion at home over dinner. He shines forth into the world through the silent, quiet words, even maybe muttered or cried out as we sing them in a hymn. So then, we have every reason still to rejoice in the grace of God that shines on us in Christ Jesus. No different than what those wise men saw when they visited Him. We have the bright light of His Word and His sacraments. He has drawn us to Himself and Himself to us. Whenever we come and worship with joyful hearts and joyful steps, We know that we too have been enlightened with the light of forgiveness and peace with God and eternal life with Him all through our Savior Jesus. And even if all the world turn aside, 
even if all the world be filled with King Herods, who can't possibly be bothered with the Gospel message, Jesus shines forth to you still today. Here, and this is where you come. You come and you bring your gifts of your time and your talents and your treasure. Even the sacrifice of your own intellect that says, this can't possibly mean anything. What's the point of giving up my Sunday morning? It's to come and hear this message of what Jesus has done for you. How He came in humility and sacrificed the glories of heaven that surrounded Him and He exchanged them for a cross. And so, yes, we sacrifice our own gifts, our time, our talent, our treasures, and even our own intellect for this message that Christ Jesus shines forth. For to Him, truly, belongs all wealth and wisdom and honor and glory then, right now, and forever. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week, at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.